This is your podcast for all things refinishing. I'm Lane Ball with Zebras Before and After. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 12. Today we chat with Jess Randall with Refreshed by Jess, who won Best Dramatic Makeover in the third annual International Zebra Golden Brush Awards. Jess discusses her winning piece and shares tips on how she achieves these award-winning makeovers. Connie with Faf Design shares a great tip on letting the furniture piece you are refinishing dictate your design direction. We'll hear from our spring Zebra Furniture Flip host, Jen Talley, as she gives an update on the competition. We'll also hear updates from a few of the participants. Kate with Kate's Reclaim, Tiff with Ugly Duckling Upcycles, Aaron with Crafts with Aaron, and Nicole with Restorations Design Co. Christina with A Most Simple Home receives accolades this week from a fellow refinisher, Anya with Anyos Designs. Stay with us. We have the inspiration, fun, and community that will platform your day. Someone once said that the art of success is learning from successful people. All 10 best of category winners from the GBAs are refinishers who work very hard and more than likely have other refinishers they follow and learn from. One of the benefits that come out of our annual Zebra Golden Brush Awards is the opportunity to recognize success as a community and learn from those that have achieved great things like winning the GBAs. Today that learning continues as we hear from the GBA Best Dramatic Makeover winner, Jess Randall. Jess hasn't been at this refinishing business long, but she has not wasted one minute in learning and pushing herself to achieve her goals as a successful award-winning refinisher. Hi, Jess. How have you been? You are one busy refinisher. You have a lot going on. Hey, Lane. Absolutely. I like to stay busy. (laughs) (laughs) You do. That's evident from all the work and... uh, you're probably not just busy as a refinisher. You have uh, a life, don't you? <laughs> yep, yep. I'm a full-time single mom, so we've got, you know, school schedule and activities. Um, I like to work out, you know, so I try to keep the hobbies balanced and not work all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's that's good, and that's so healthy. And that's encouraging for a lot of people to hear that because they see the tremendous amount of work that you produce. So it can be done. You can, you know, be a parent and have hobbies and continue to do refinishing and be totally. successful at it. Yeah, and I, I mean, anyone, anyone can do it. And it, it, even if it's a side job, you know, something you do for fun on the weekends, um, restoring furniture, you know, finding old pieces, and you know, at a low cost, and being able to flip them you know, um, for a little profit and have fun in the process and, you know, try something new. It's totally, um, attainable and anybody can, anybody can do it for sure. I know you just encouraged a lot of folks, so we appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So you are our fellow North Carolinian. I was trying to remember, are you from North Carolina or did you move to North Carolina? Yeah. You guys are in Statesville. Uh-huh. You're in Statesville. Yeah. So I am originally from Charlotte, North Carolina, and I live about 30 minutes um, from Charlotte in Gastonia, North North Carolina at the time. Yeah. We cover Statesville, Mooresville, and Charlotte as far as okay. our, our team. So yeah. That's so awesome. you're just, you're, Locals, you're like, with I love them. it. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you are sharing the same weather we're sharing, and it has been phenomenal this week uh have you it's been hot it's actually been pretty hot yeah i went out of town (laughs) i went out of town um for vacation to ohio for four days which was weather was great and i came back and it was 85 degrees i was like wow well summer just (laughs) summer just starting to creep up on us that we're not even out of spring so (laughs) charlotte weather is all over the place as you know it it is yeah in fact i was looking ahead and um yeah like you said it's been in the 80s but i think it's going to go back to normal like 70s which i i really i I, if there's an ideal yeah 
Temperature for me, it's definitely the seventies. That's a good comfort spot right there in the mid seventies, yeah. low seventies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I've been asking a lot of refinishers this question as of late. So I'll ask you as well. Have you seen prices of furniture going up that you're searching out to refinish? Absolutely. Everywhere. Um, you know, uh, a good place that most uh, people, I would say, hit up is Habitat for Humanity, um, even Goodwill prices, and then especially Marketplace. I think people are catching on that there's value in vintage furniture. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah. um, so it's definitely increased in my area as well. And I'm hearing that among uh, other fellow refinishers across the nation. Yeah. So have you adjusted your prices to accommodate for the fact that you're having to pay upfront costs? Um, not not too much, honestly, because I like to stay consistent with, um, you know, it, it just depends um, on if there's a, if it's a mid-century modern piece um, and I paid a little more um, than normal because of the value, because of the condition, mm-hmm. um, I'm not afraid to spend more. Um, and then I do reflect that pricing based on my time, my, um, you know, labor design, because it takes, you know, it takes a lot, a lot of time. And, yeah. uh, and then there's just, there's value in these pieces from, you know, the mid-century era era. And that's one of my favorite styles to work on. So yeah, I, I've, I've tried to stay consistent with the pricing average for, for most of my pieces. Yeah, it's just hard when uh, when you see these prices going up and uh, you start losing some profits, you know, right. because of that. So, but I, I guess you know, there's a lot of negotiation that always takes place on the front end when you're buying these old pieces and trying to also find uh, some freebies on on the curb. Do you find freebies? You know, I don't. I I see so many people that that share their free curb finds and I do yeah. not ever, find, I don't, I don't um, <laughs> and I would be that person to pull over and put it in my van. But I, I think it's, I'm on, so I'm on a lot of country roads where I live right yeah. now. So I think it's just, it, you know, it's not housing developments, I think, depending on where you, where you live. Um, but yeah, some people have it mapped out and they'll know when trash date, you know, pickup dates are, yeah. and they'll, they'll go and scout it out. And I, I think if, you know, it hasn't been damaged in the rain and, um, you know, it's in good condition, why not? <laughs> yeah, I know. I've, I've joked a lot about that because I've said the same thing you. I'm just really quite repetitive because I've said live in the country and I rarely see a piece you know, we don't have curbs out here, but I rarely see a piece by the road. Uh, I think I commented last week's podcast that I did see a few pieces and it was sort of a double take, but that was probably the first that I have seen out yeah. of this area. So I would say it's probably, if, if you think about it, the, the country area, there's probably not as much turnover. You know, when once yeah. people commit to the size of the land that they have, farm, property, I think they're, they're not kicking out old furniture as often as, yeah. you know, the, the royal, royal our rural areas, our areas right. and neighborhoods, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. And I think the thing that we find and, and maybe, maybe not, it's, I don't know if it's more when you're in the country, but just these estate sales, you know, there are some really good estate sales that, uh, you know, some, some homes that were built many, many years ago. And unfortunately the, the folks that, you know, were living there passed or moved and they're just uh, selling everything that's in there. And so sometimes that you can find exactly. some good pieces. Well, I want to remind you guys that Jess was our first Zebra Furniture Flip winner. She won the spring 2021 event, and you really knocked it out of the park on that project. That was so fun. It really was. When you guys, <laughs> when Jen and, and you guys came up with that idea, I was like, wow. And then at the end of it, I was like, this is going to this is gonna keep going, and it has. And I'm so excited because we're in the middle of the spring. This is your third 
yes. I guess, annual technically, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so excited to see um, how it's evolved. And it's a really fun, you know, competition, I would say, to look forward to. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't your piece coined by Jen as the hot mess? It was. She said it was the hot mess express. <laughs> and it, right. was, it was so bad. And I said that I would never buy another previously painted piece. And again, after that, and I haven't so far, it was, so, it was awful. <laughs> I was stripping layers of paint and whatever else was on it for days. Oh my gosh. So that was, but yeah, it was a hot mess. Well, it was a hot mess, but uh, you really turned it into a beautiful swan. I mean, it was uh, it was amazing. It was a major transformation. Uh, and yeah. I just find it interesting because obviously we're going to talk about the most dramatic makeover win that you uh, took over and won first place in that, in the GBAs. Yay. And yeah. Uh, yeah, that was cool. So you're into major transformations, aren't you? I guess so. You know, it seems to be um, a consistent trend. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I do. I really, I, I like to get those, you know, orange finished old pieces of furniture and, and then just completely recreate and re-envision them. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, you, you must really thrive on the, on the uh, challenge of it all. Yeah, I do. I like it. And I get determined and focused. You do. Well, hey, listening friends, we'll talk after the break about dramatic transformations with Jess and have her give us some tips. But before we do that, we want to hear all about her winning the most dramatic makeover, as I just mentioned in the GPAs. Jess, you got to tell us all about these these two pieces because they are um, dramatic in makeover for sure. Yes. Yeah, so um, I originally found these at Habitat um, for Humanity, and um, I was immediately drawn to them because of the the shape, the style. They had kind of, you know, curved edges and they were symmetrical. And I was like, wow, I was like, this would be a really fun um, pair to do a symmetrical design, which I had not done before. Um, mm -hmm. And just envisioning them on the either side of someone's bed, you know, um, and that just I, I picked them up immediately. I was like, they're going home with me. So some of some of the design process happens, in, you know, immediately when I see pieces and sometimes it doesn't. Um, but this was a pair that I immediately went home and started uh, doing a little markup on my phone of a of a temporary design. And it was the first time that I'd ever painted a semicircle by hand. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, that was tedious. So you said, so what did you do? Take a photograph on your phone and then mm -hmm. you have some little app or something that you just sort of play with? It's just, on, yes. Yeah. You just go to markup, like edit, you can add text or draw. Um, and so, you know, and I do, I do sketch and I'll sketch out my, um, you know, kind of plan a uh, vision board for it. And this one I just did on my phone and I sent it to, I remember I sent it to a couple of fellow friends and, um, and I had added legs in the picture as well to give it some height. Anytime you add legs to a piece of furniture, it immediately gives them char character, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's uh so is that challenging to when you take a piece like this to add legs, to keep things even? And is that, do you find that a difficult process? You do. It is, um, you know, I had to build a base um, for, for it to be flush. And a lot of the wooden legs come with the plates and it's, they're, they're pretty easy to install. Um, you just have to make sure the angles are correct when you're mm -hmm. installing them. I would say that's the trickiest part is lining that up. 
Boy, that that old orange tone is just not good anymore. It had it? to go. It had to go. <laughs> Isn't it funny how, like, at one time it was considered nice, and now it is just well, not nice to put it nicely. <laughs> I mean, right. It's like, why why did we ever have orange tone furniture? It's uh, it's interesting how things come and go. It was just it's just everywhere. Yeah, I was like, I guess. <laughs> The, the golden, whatever it's called, was the popular choice <laughs> no. of stain back then. So you, you got these pieces home, you uh, took photographs of them, you sketched out what you uh, decided to do or what you wanted to do with it. So did you sand this this these two pieces totally back to the natural wood grain? I did on the drawer front. So um, I love doing wood paint combo. Um, multicolor designs, and even stencils. So I decided to throw all of them in the mix um, on these two these two nightstands. And I wanted to lighten the drawer fronts. And what I really liked about those drawers is the built-in handle. So I used a, a tan color, by, it's Three Trees Tan by Melange Paints to, to paint the lip on so it looked like wood. Uh-huh. And then uh, the body I scuff sanded and painted. And what and the the color that you use that to sort of it's a green is that also from Melange paints? It is. So there's actually four colors I use from Melange paints on these. The uh, the main color on the body and the base is Artemisia green, and then on the front is Nirvana green, Three Trees tan, and Mojave brown. Great combination. They look so nice. They have such a they have such an amazing palette, like over eighty eight colors to work with. So I never get bored with their colors. Yeah. And I I like I said I love using more than two even sometimes you know i was sitting here looking at uh your the photograph how you staged it and everything and i thought you know what if somebody and i'm sure they're probably being used as nightstands or end tables but the way you designed it i think it would even be cool if you put the two pieces together to form that circle and Mm -hmm. use it for some sort of a you know one piece but it's actually in two pieces you could they they definitely are large enough to be able to, to do that totally yeah that's kind of a brilliant way to to give it more versatility so that you can, because it would look odd, I think, just to put the two together if they didn't have that design, but because exactly. of the design, it lends itself well to that. Yeah. So that's, that's really cool. Well, we're going to take a quick break. And when we return, Jess is going to share a few tips on creating these dramatic makeovers. Hi, my name is Eliana with Why Not Redesign, and this podcast is sponsored by my friends at Zebra. Why do I use zebra brushes? Well, they are extremely smooth and have 25% more filaments in each brush, which provides me with maximum pickup and release of paint. They also have a great variety of them. For example, I use the round because of its simple design and great coverage, but it's so much easier to get into rounded surfaces with it. The square is perfect for cutting into drawer sides and insets. And the Palm Pro fits so comfortably in the palm of my hand, which gives me more control for easier painting. They are also affordable and very accessible. You can find them at big box stores and at craft stores alike. So to me, zebra brushes are made for my hands and not the other way around, and that's why I love them. Thank you for your kind words, Eliana. We are back with Jess, Best Dramatic Makeover winner in the 2021 International Zebra Gold Brush Awards. Jess, to start our conversation on dramatic makeovers, do you purposely look for really, 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 really bad pieces to make over? <laughs> it seems like I do, doesn't it? <laughs> I know. Yeah. 
Um, do yeah, you, but think, seriously, think, do you like when you're looking and shopping? I mean, is that a part of like your kind of? I mean, maybe you don't even think about it; it just happens. Like, what's what's going on in your mind? Lately, it's all been about the lines. You know, the lines and the the, the um, curves of a piece that it sets it apart. You know, I really look for those with potential. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, that have some wood elements that can be left um, to do a wood paint combo. I I think that's what I what I look for, and I see beyond yeah. the ugliness <laughs> and, and the potential <laughs> of what can be. I, I love how because there's so many different directions you can take when you're finishing furniture, but I love how. You know, each artist kind of develops their own niche. And I, and you just kind of describe that. Well, actually, it's multiple things. Number one, the drama of your pieces from what they were to what they have become. But then also trying to incorporate wood, natural wood into your pieces as well. And yes. so uh, and it'll be interesting to see, like, whether you keep that, you know, or maybe that evolves into something else. But that's fun to see that develop. Absolutely. Yeah. So if you would, you know, I know a lot of folks are interested in creating those dramatic makeovers. I mean, I think that's the goal for the most part uh, for for everyone when they're refinishing. And, you know, it's always about the finished piece, because especially with the customer, when they buy these refinished pieces, you know, they don't have pictures necessarily of what it looked like before. And there are some pieces that aren't as dramatic, but the result is still very, very, you know, very great. Absolutely. However, it is fun, I would think, to be able to to know as the refinisher, this piece, you know, looked so bad, so ugly, so rough, but now it looks like a totally different piece. So just if you would, let's get inside your head, like when you're going through this process, even with respect to vision, because it takes vision to be able to take something that, you know, is so out of date, you know, so ugly, (laughs) whatever it may be, and to make it into a beautiful piece that people, you know, want to have in their home. Absolutely. And I I think um, the artist in me likes to play with color palettes and making something unique. You know, I like I like to say that I transform furniture into functional art, you know, something that's it's just it's a it's a when someone walks in the room, you know, they're going to make conversations, conversational piece. And I want them each to be unique in a way of their own. And a lot of times I can do that by adding multiple colors or a stencil design, a tape design. Um, and that's where it really gets fun and creative for me. I love what you just said, functional art. That's uh, yeah. that's a very good way to describe it. What advice would you say for somebody who they're like, you know, I, I see these pieces, but I really, you know, I may buy them and just paint them, but I don't feel like the drama, the drama is there. And I don't, I want to, take it a step further. Like what tips do you have for somebody who's like, you know, I just, I don't feel like I have the vision is, would you say that's either you have it or you don't, or what can they do to try to get some vision? I think, I think, you know, it doesn't, if you take the pressure off of, you know, it has to be this or, or, you know, comparing yourself to other artists, like you can, everyone can start somewhere. And I'm continually daily seeing artists develop and evolve and start their furniture refinishing process. And it's beautiful to see everyone in their own journey. So, you know, I think that it just has to, you have to let this, the piece talk to you and you kind of determine what your, what your vision, uh, you know, who, who are you selling to, you know, is this something mm-hmm. that is going to be for a customer and you know what color they want? Is it something you're going to try and sell, you know, a marketplace and you want to keep it neutral? It can go so many ways. Um, I like to be a little daring. Um, and, you know, I've only been doing this two years, but I like taking risk with my designs. And that doesn't mean that everyone else has to, you know, um, be so risky. And there's 
solid one color you know, pieces of furniture that I see you guys share weekly, you know, um, for your mm-hmm. weekly picks. And they're just as beautiful, all in solid one color. And I do, I paint in solid as well. You know, you, you use the phrase uh, daring and taking risks. And I think that's probably something that, uh, you know, folks just need to sort of wrap their arms around and being, you know, being willing to step outside their comfort zone and try something different. Maybe it's just on something small, you know, not something as large. Absolutely. Smaller pieces, you know, cabinets with, you know, flat drawer fronts or or doors. There's so many potential or so much potential in smaller pieces of furniture. And you're right. That's a great place for someone to start small and then kind of build bigger from there. Once you get your confidence, I will say, you know, when you get into that risk where you're filling out, you're, you know, picking out a really bold color and you're like, Oh, is this a going to sell. That's something you're definitely going to have to take into account is most of my multicolored designs do take a little longer to sell, but they always find the right owner and, you know, may take a little longer, but I find gratification in knowing it's going to the right home. That's going to love it as much as I did. So it's really knowing up front, you know, when you're doing a custom, uh, not a custom piece, but doing your own piece and you kind of being really creative with it that, you know, just plan on it sitting for a while and don't panic that it doesn't sell overnight. Yeah. And it may, it may. I've had pieces sell in 30 minutes. So it's <laughs> that's not pretty fun. It always won. It's just a juggle. <laughs> that's part of, that's part of, um, you know, this profession. <laughs> yeah. Just for us to get, uh, you know, behind the scenes with you, I have to ask this question. Have you, or does this happen often where you uh, start working on a piece and as it's unfolding, you're just not, not liking it. And Absolutely. so you strip it. Um, yeah, I try, oh gosh, stripping. It sounds awful. I, <laughs> I try not <laughs> I to know, get this bad process all over again, <laughs> man. But if anything else, you know, scuff, scuff sand back down and maybe do a different uh-huh. color or, I, you know, a lot of times it's, I don't like the stencil or it bled over and it, you know, didn't work out right. And, um, yeah, absolutely. I'll, it, I'll stand back and it's either, yeah, this is going great. I'm loving it. Or <laughs> mm, I'm going to make some tweaks. So that definitely happens. Yeah, you mentioned earlier uh, when you were talking about your best dramatic makeover win with the GBAs and you said you had sketched out what you wanted to do and then you sent it to a few friends to look at. That's an important part of the process as well, isn't it? Yeah, I just I like um, I get really excited about um, an idea and especially when it's so my idea was like funky retro you know, modern vibe. And I wanted to share and say, Hey, does this kind of line up? Like, what do you think? Um, and getting feedback and it's good to bounce ideas off of each other or just, you know, friends, it could be relatives. Uh, but I, yeah, I liked getting just, you know, some feedback to say, yeah, that's good. I think that'll be good. I think, I think another cool thing is, and because this community is so, respectful of one another and there's such an eagerness to help one another you know uh we featured a um it's like a filing cabinet a two two drawer filing cabinet from kelsey with jack and Bo uh, a few weeks ago and what i thought was really cool about that was that she was kind of stepping out of her comfort zone and so she had took as inspiration uh chloe kempster from macy's house because Chloe does so much, you know, really creative, a lot of bold colors. Yes. And uh, it was neat because I saw, 
I don't know if Kelsey reached out to her to, you know, like as through the process, but I, I saw Chloe's comment about it and, and I thought that's such a cool thing. And, and what made me think of that to bring that up right now is that if, if there's somebody that you are inspired by that you feel like would push you to a new level, you know, why not reach out to them even as you're working on the process and just say, Hey, people in this, in this community, you know, we inspire each other every day. We're continually amazed by fellow finishers as they're also growing. They're, you know, learning and advancing and taking risk as well, you know, and just, gosh, the, the work in the last year that's been produced is just, it blows my mind. Yeah. It is amazing. And then, and then, yeah, absolutely giving credit to those artists and you know, letting them know, Hey, like you really inspired me. And those are probably some of the best messages that I get and shares and um, on Instagram, you know, is people saying, this is my inspo. This is my color inspo. It just, it makes you feel really good. And I agree, you know, um, with letting those people know. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you guys are never, when somebody reaches out to you and says, hey, Jess, I'd like to kind of <laughs> do something like what you've done. What do you think of this? You're not going to be like, I don't have time for this. I got yeah. so much going on. I mean, you're yeah. probably like, ah, this is so cool. I mean, what a compliment. No, I love it. I love it. And I've had a couple of people really almost mimic like um, similar, like a customer wanted just the same design. Um, I've even had people send me the same piece of furniture that they recreated. And it, I just, it's flattering. It's a compliment and it's, you know, it's just, it's just refreshing to, to get um, that feedback that you're inspiring other people around the world. Well, you know, speaking of being inspired, that certainly plays a huge role in creating your vision. For you, what what are your main ways to to garner some inspiration? Uh, maybe outside of I know I know everybody's looking at IG, but do you venture outside of Instagram and and go to like Pinterest and magazines? Really? No. So you're just you just stay focused on IG. Yeah, I don't, I don't really um, like multiple platforms. You know, I'll watch, I'll watch uh, just the management of it, you know, (laughs) (laughs) just so many, there's so many apps, you know, I, I like Instagram. Uh, I'm much, I'm probably on there more than any other, any other app. Um, TikTok's for, you know, for funny, funny animal videos, but um, (laughs) not, yeah, not so much. You know, I might see like, something random on a on a design somewhere like a beer can i don't know something random that i would i will compliment oh i like those colors together i like that palette together i definitely you know look for similar styles that i like when i'm when i'm out but i don't necessarily you know seek vision yeah well no that's that's helpful and you know i think it's just being observant like you said when you're out if you see something on a building or on a drink or whatever it may be, or even yes. clothing, right? I mean, somebody's wearing something. Yeah. Oh, clothing for sure. Yeah. Go to Target and you can get all kinds of color palettes there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I have to bring up the fact that, uh, as I as I said earlier, but I, I want to close with us uh, just touching on the furniture flip because, you know, you said you've only been doing this for about two years and uh, that just that's even more a compliment because to think back when, which was a year ago when you entered the the Springs uh, Zebra Furniture Flip, I mean, that means yeah. you had only been doing it for a year. A year. <laughs> <laughs> yes. A couple questions for you about the flip, because really we want to encourage folks to, you know, if you're already uh, 
you know, because there's about a week and a day left to to get your flip completed by if you're if you're working on it to encourage folks to continue on. But there are going to be some folks that's like, I, I don't know, it's too late now uh, or, Absolutely. you know, should yeah. I start? But I want to ask you first, what what did it mean for you to be a part of the furniture flip and then to actually win it? It was crazy. I I was so happy to be you know uh, elected as a contestant. Um, I know the format's a little different um, now, but the way the way we did it and everything, it was it was amazing to be a part of the process. It was fun. I was more driven during those two weeks, <laughs> you know, because you're on a timeline, and that actually helps yeah. you to. Um, you know, get everything done. But I highly suggest anyone that is contemplating um, entering the zebra flip, you know, you still have time. Um, Even if there's four days left, you can still flip a piece (laughs) in that amount of time and, you know, dig through your garage. If there's something buried or if, you know, find something on the side of the road, Um, there's plenty of stuff on marketplace, right? (laughs) We see ugly furniture on marketplace all the time. (laughs) People like, come get it, come get it. Yeah. That's a, that's a really good point because, and, and I think, you know, you don't have to go large. You don't have to go extensive. Sometimes those dramatic uh, flips are smaller pieces and, you know, you took something that was really ugly and you transformed it and it's like, wait, what? <laughs> that, that was that? That's, that's yeah. incredible. So, and it's just for the enjoyment of it too. You know, you were talking about the first flip, as you mentioned, it was a little bit of a different format, but we had such great feedback that we wanted to make sure that as many people could participate Yes, as possible. So that's why we changed the format for the fall flip and have just kept it. I love it. And I love it. And that means that anyone can participate, use the hashtag, you know, it's super easy to enter. I love it. And I can't wait to see all of the transformations for this, for this spring one. I really can't. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. It's always exciting. Everybody loves a great before and after. And, And so in this case, there are multiple before and after. So there's yes. going to be a lot. Uh, you, everybody can go through that hashtag zebra furniture flip on the 19th as a lot of people are going to be posting. So it'll be fun to see. And then it'll be fun to see what uh, Jen chooses, the three finalists uh, that the public can go vote for and choose the winner. So a lot of excitement ahead. Well, Jess, congratulations again on winning Best Dramatic Makeover. And thanks for sharing your tips. We have really enjoyed seeing you succeed as a refinisher. Your work is phenomenal, and it looks like you are having a lot of fun. I am. Thank you so much for having me, Lane. I really appreciate it, and um, I love the the frame that you guys sent for um, the Golden Brush Awards. Thank you. Um, hanging on my on my wall near my desk, so I'm oh, good. super grateful also to the public, everyone that voted for me. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, I hope there's still time for you to get some refinishing done today. You go have fun. Thank you so much. Today's refinishing tip comes from Connie with Faf Designs. Hello, I'm Connie and I'm the owner of Faf Designs and I'm based in the UK. My refinishing tip is to work with what you have in terms of items of furniture and styles and don't try and fight it. So, for example, if you've got a piece that is seen better days and it's a little bit rustic and worn, then kind of go with it and give it some age and distressing and don't try and sort of make it 
too perfect. If your piece lends itself better to a simple classy finish, then go with that. And as cheesy as it sounds, I think the, the letting the furniture speak to you really helps to determine the outcome of the finish that you give it. Thank you, Connie. A very important tip to help guide the design process. The 2022 Zebra Spring Furniture Flip is underway and we want to hear from our host Jen Talley with Perfectly Imperfect Furniture as she encourages and guides the refinishing community in this event. We'll also check in with a few of our participants to get some updates. Hey guys, it's Jen at Perfectly Imperfect and the Ugly Duckling competition, the Zebra Furniture Flip is in full swing. I am absolutely loving seeing all of your stories and pictures and posts of your Ugly Duckling pieces and also sneak peeks of your process and your progress. Now, if you do not have your Ugly Duckling yet, don't worry, it's not too late. All you have to do is make sure that your Ugly Duckling becomes a beautiful swan by May 19th. We are asking everyone to post their transformations on May 19th. So there's still plenty of time, especially if you work well under pressure. Good luck, you guys, and keep those posts and pictures coming. I can't wait to see all the beautiful swans. Hey, this is Kate with Kate's Reclaimed. I am currently participating in Zebra's Furniture Flip and trying to transform an ugly duckling into a beautiful swan. I'm working on an old sewing machine. It's a pretty large project. Um, I'm hoping to turn it into kind of like a bar cart or coffee bar. And right now for my progress, I have cleaned the whole piece with cred cutter. I have filled it with some Bondo and wood filler and have started sanding. So the next stage will be using my zebra paintbrushes to prime and paint the piece and I think this the biggest challenge is kind of figuring out what color and direction I'm going to go with this piece but follow along for all these ugly ducklings becoming beautiful swans thanks hey there friends this is tiff with ugly duckling upcycles based here in beautiful utah thanks for having me on this zebra before and after podcast episode i'm currently working on an antique five drawer dresser i've stripped off all of the paint and i'm using mineral spirits and a fine grit still wool to remove the excess residue i'll be digging in my shacto interior stash because this is the perfect candidate for some milk paint once i've picked out the perfect color i'll be sealing it with hemp oil and installing antique bronze metal cut pulls if you'd like to see how this piece turns out, or you'd like to join me on future upcycling adventures, you can follow me on Instagram at Ugly Duckling Upcycles. Thanks, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Hello, my name is Erin at Crafts Period with Period Erin, and I am doing the Ugly Duckling Furniture Challenge, and I entered a tall boy that has the cabinet on top with the three doors behind it, and then it has a larger lower portion with two drawers in it and it's going pretty good um, I am currently still finishing up cleaning and demo so I can get started sanding hopefully today um, some challenges that I have come across so far have been that I thought it was solid wood in some areas at least but none of it is solid wood um, and the decals I went to take off of it that I did not like ended up being plastic cutouts in the wood instead of just taking 
a little portion off of the front and doing a new design on top of it, I've had to completely revamp my entire idea and basically start over from square one. But that's usually what happens with pieces when I start getting into them and I always like to bite off a little bit more than I can sometimes chew, but I think it will be great and I can't wait to submit it on the 19th. Hey, this is Nicole from Restoration Designs. Thank you so much for having me today. For my Ugly Duckling project, I've chosen to take a vintage cart that is very country and turn it into a modern bar. I originally thought my challenge was going to be the two inch spindle rails, but with my oscillating tool, those came off nice and clean, no problem. My next challenge has been the one cabinet door on the cart. So this cabinet door is actually an inset cabinet door. So I've had to consult some of my friends and watch a lot of YouTube videos to see um, how I may be able to change the hinging on that. And at the end of the day right now, I am still in the deciding mode as we often are on if I'm going to do open concept or change the hinges or leave them as original. So wish me luck. Remember, you can begin flipping your piece anytime after May 5th, but it must be completed and posted on May 19th. Finalists will be announced on May 25th, and the winner will be announced on June 1st. Make sure you use the hashtag ZebraFurnitureFlip and ZebraPainting and Perfectly Imperfect Furniture RES when sharing so all of us can follow along. As a reminder, the winner receives a $100 gift card from Melange Paints, Mud Paint, Shacto Interiors, $50 gift card from D. Lawless Hardware, from Surf Prep Sanding, and you'll receive a framed award, Best of Zebra Paintbrush Kit, and a podcast appearance here on the podcast. The two finalists receive $50 gift cards from Melange Paints, Mud Paint, Shecto Interiors Milk Paint, $25 gift cards from D. Lawless Hardware, and Surf Prep Sanding. Finalists also receive framed awards, and also they receive the Zebra Furniture Paintbrush Kit and a podcast appearance here on the podcast. Accolades is defined as an acknowledgement of merit. Welcome to our new segment on the podcast called, well, Accolades. We wanted to give refinishers the opportunity to give accolades to their fellow refinishers that they admire for their extraordinary finishing skills and hard work. This week's accolades are given by Anya with Anya's Designs. Hi, everybody. This is Anya with Anush Designs, and today I want to give huge accolades to my friend Christina over at Amos Simple Home. Christina has been one of the first accounts I started to follow on Instagram, and I was blown away by her work immediately. She finds the coolest MCM pieces and creates such beautiful, modern and unique designs. Her refinishing skills are absolutely amazing, and I don't know anyone else who can repair broken veneer like her. But not only is her furniture stunning, she is such a kind and down-to-earth soul who never gets tired of sharing her knowledge with people. Christina, you're such an amazing furniture artist and a true inspiration for this community. Thanks, Anya, and accolades, Christina. Well, we have some exciting news. As a reminder, each week we have three featured giveaways on our Instagram account, Zebra Painting. On Mondays, we feature the hashtag Zebra Furniture Art. This is where we highlight a great artistic close-up shot of a refinished piece. We give away a surprise zebra paintbrush and have your beautiful refinished shot placed in a frame and sent to you. 
Every day we feature one post under the hashtag ZebraWeeklyPick. And this is a piece of refinished furniture that stands out from the crowd for exceptional beauty. The following week on Wednesday, we highlight the artist who received the most likes and award them with a zebra paintbrush. And then on Friday, it's hashtag zebra drama. And this is where we feature dramatic before and after furniture makeovers. That selection also receives a zebra paintbrush. Well, the prizes have gotten even better. Fusion Mineral Paint is now joining us by awarding the winner from each one of these hashtags with a pint of paint. Make sure when you post your pieces, you use the appropriate hashtag so we can see your work and make our weekly selections. We look forward to continuing these great weekly contests and a huge thank you to Fusion Mineral Paint for joining in on the fun. During the month of April, we were singing the blues with the rain that comes, and it's only fitting that our theme for the Zebra Review for May is April Showers Bring May Flowers. You have tons of creative liberties with this theme from incorporating hand-painted flowers to stencils and transfers. You can showcase flowers on the outside and or in your drawers. Tag your flower pieces that were refinished from May 1st through May 31st, 2022 with the Zebra Review. Our five judges will be choosing three winners. Our judges are Jenna Perfectly Imperfect Furniture RES, Katie Cloud of Katie Cloud, Katie Scott of Salvage by K. Scott, Lauren Schwatina of Portland Rose Studio, and Sarah of Sitting Pretty Home Decor. Our sponsors this month include Fusion Mineral Paint, D. Lawless Hardware, Surf Prep Sanding, and Zebra Paint Brushes. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Zebras Before and After Furniture Refinishing Podcast. Today's episode, along with information about today's guest, is also featured on enjoyzebra.com under the podcast tab at the bottom. Your comments and suggestions for future episodes are always welcome, and we encourage you to share them by sending your emails to me at laneball at enjoyzebra.com. Thanks for listening, stay safe, and happy refinishing.